Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Lund University International Podcast. On this show, we aim to give you a taste of what international student life at Lund is like, as we speak to current students, alumni, teachers, and many more special guests. My name is Maria Lindblad, and I am an international marketing manager and recruitment manager here at Lund University. Today, we have one of our many student associations here at Lund University with us. For those of you who have listened to previous episodes, you know that Lund is famous for its rich student life. And we had a, a lot of different student organizations and student associations, student unions, and other forms of uh, student engagement. Um, so I'm going to jump right in and uh, let our lovely guests here introduce themselves and uh, which association we're going to talk about today. Okay, so um, I'm Adyasha and I am a master student at Lund University pursuing media and communication. And I'm the president of the association that we are going to talk about, that is Utsav, pronounced as Utsav, meaning uh -huh. festival or celebration. We are the South Asian Association, and yes. Yeah, interesting. <laughs> uh, hi, I'm Upasna, and I'm from Nepal, and I'm doing my master's in development studies here, and I'm also representing myself as its cultural secretary here. Okay, <laughs> you're very welcome. Uh, so tell us a little bit about the association. How did it get started? Why did you come up with the idea to have a South Asian Association? Mm -hmm. Um, so honestly, it wasn't our idea. It was a few of our seniors who actually came together and they had been, you know, there were a lot of people. Initially, it actually started as an Indian association because they were seeing so many Indian students who wanted to kind of feel at home, host, uh, you know, celebrate festivals and, uh, and you know, cook food together. So it was supposed to be, uh, it wasn't supposed to be very big scale as such. But then we realized that Lund has been attracting people from South Asia for a very long time, and especially now. And most of them are SI scholars. And they, because they, we, they did not have a particular association to go to, we would all hang out together. We never really realized that, you know, we are from different backgrounds. And that's when the whole idea of making an Indian association to a South Asian association mm -hmm. actually came to be. And here we are. Yeah. So it was broadened before you even got started, really. Yes, yes, yeah. definitely. And we just saw how interested people were to, you know, just uh, talk about their culture, talk about their identity, talk about what they're missing from home. And this association just started as a means to make these students feel, you know, at home or mm -hmm. give them a sense of belonging. And then the idea went on to like, okay, we should, you know, spread our culture, let people know that what we stand for. And, you know, it would probably just help international community just accept our culture better. Or When we think <coughs> about uh, Indian culture or any other South Asian country's culture, um, people are aware about some mainstream cultures that is more celebrated and more people um, talk about it. But sometimes uh, through this itself, we also like to highlight what our other 
true identities are or what are our ethnicities, diversity mm -hmm. are. And we're, we would like to introduce that to our international yeah. community. Yeah, so, that's yeah. very interesting. I think we're going to dive in more about <laughs> uh, these aspects that you're raising now, because just like you're saying, I think some people are familiar with the more sort of, not not commercial is the wrong word, but the more like famous yeah. like holy so festival. The and then, oh, it's a lot of colors <laughs> yeah. or, you know, but yeah. people don't really know what, what is it or are there other celebrations yeah. and yeah. other yeah, cultural aspects. Interesting. Um, what does it mean, though, that it is a student association? So once you realize that this was a community, people came together, they wanted to, to <clears throat> as you say, feel at home. Uh, how do you go about starting an association and what, what does it mean? What is the structure of, of a student association? Honestly, we were equally confused when yeah. we started off. <laughs> but I think um, it was the first and foremost was that we wanted people to know about us. So even before we were established um, or got a contract with AF, for that matter, we kind of um, had a holy festival, which was like an introduction of Utsav to everybody. So we had a lot of people. We just wanted to see if people are actually participating, if people are actually interested. And once that was done, uh, we got a subcontract with AF. It was a lot of paperwork, but it was quite an easy process. Mm. I mean, it was not so difficult. But from a con from a subcontract to get a contract with AF is that's when it gets got difficult because um, to host like to be have a contract with AF, you need certain number of events. Mm. When you have certain number of events, you need funds to have that. Yeah. And that's when, you know, you have to think about the funding and it's always a step-by-step -step process. So first you, you know, have an event, then you get a subcontract, then you finalize your board and committee members. And then, um, I think it's an incredible opportunity for us as an international student to mm. be in this process and actually mm. learn from it yeah. because we are learning every day whenever we are opting for new events or mm. uh, or any funding contract or mm. even to plan our mm. events. So it has been a very nice platform for us yeah. uh, as well to yeah. learn more from each other. Yeah. And, and in <laughs> fact, the whole process, it's still ongoing because yeah. we started last year in 2022 mm -hmm. and we got our official contract in March yeah. of 2023. Yeah. So we are still in the process of, you know, applying for a bank account, getting officially stated um, as an association which gets funding, regular funding, because right now uh, funding is limited. It comes from the events that we do. But yeah, it's, yeah. I think the process of establishing yourself or just um, you know, officially starting off is the easier part. But what happens after that, you know, how are you going to have the events? You know, you, we are all students. We all have limited resources. Mm. So you need to reach out to nations. And and it's not a, not always fruitful that a nation will reply and you mm. can always collaborate. Yeah. So I think that process becomes a little difficult. Mm. And it's still ongoing. We are still looking for funding. We are still looking for venues for our events. Mm. And we are still kind of trying to understand our, you know, market. In yeah. general, like, who are we catering to? And I think this is interesting to kind of <clears throat> dive into the weeds a little bit about how to set up an association as well. Because we know that students come in and, oh, but why isn't there a nation or an organization mm -hmm. or an association mm -hmm. in this particular area, whether mm -hmm. it's a geographical area or it's more of an interest area. Um, so it is interesting to hear a little bit about the background. And just for the listeners as well, you mentioned AF, which is, of course, the Academic Society here at Lund. And it's one thing to create an association just for 
fun on a volunteer basis mm. and it's another thing to be formally recognized as yeah. a student association and as you say this ties to funding and other mm. other things as well um, but so you're becoming more and more well established yes. we can say then yes. so what does it look like uh, how, what does the association look like today in terms of uh, both of you who are responsible for it but also the members so it, what does it look like today? How many um, are you? How is it structured? So so far we are we have three founders mm -hmm. who actually founded the association, mm -hmm. and we are five board members, including us, and we have six more committee uh, committee heads mm -hmm. that works on different areas. So we have um, so it just is just to allocate task among us to be more active on different areas. So we have committee heads that work on social media that works on for educational events. And I look forward to collaborating for cultural events. So there are certain aspects of work that has been divided into uh, among us ourselves. So, yeah. 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 <laughs> and how many students are, would you say, like getting involved in terms um, of not running the association, but uh, attending uh, events? Attending and, events. Yeah. So far uh, in our events, we have had 80 to 90 students in our event. Yeah, in fact, our first so event that was holy. Yeah. We had around 120 to 130 people. It was overwhelming. Yeah. And that was <laughs> a very overwhelming <laughs> response. And, yeah. and yeah, people are, and you know, it's the only um, challenge has been reaching out to more people. Yeah. But once people know it, especially when we host it with a nation or when we when it's a word of mouth, yeah. then a lot of people end up yeah. coming, especially yes. when it's a food event. Yeah. It's yeah. A, and, and it's so lovely to hear people when we were co collaborating with ESN and we had a meeting and we were planning our events and suddenly the other person said that, oh, I love your food. I would love to be in your one of your yeah. events. And I think that's how we connect yeah. with more people. And uh, mm. this is what we aim to do through this podcast as well. Yeah. Because sometimes when we say uh, the event conducted by Utsav, it may sound like, oh, this, these events are um, might just attract the South Asian mm. students. Mm. But we would like to let all the students know that this is open yeah. event and we would like to introduce our events to other international community as well. Mm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think that I have to say I've worked uh, for many years with uh, South Asia uh, from, from you know from a recruitment perspective, and in general the the ability to spread the word is amazing. <laughs> it, it's like so different from other countries because you have to really like you're saying reach out to every person. But if you in South Asia in general, I feel you tell a few people they spread it with a hundred friends. Yeah, and everybody comes. Yeah, and I think I think it's uh, it's more right, of a cultural thing. <laughs> I to know, just be very and I open South Asian thing and it yeah. has been that you know when we started the organization we always our first thought that we want to make it a family yeah. and when you, when we want other people to get involved even our friends who want to be who want to know more about our culture we want them to feel like a part of the family yeah. you know like you're half South Asian yeah. <laughs> you know <laughs> Yeah, or like you yeah. said, somebody just loves the food. And they yeah, want to I mean, it's it. really yeah. easy to connect yeah. with what yeah. everybody loves. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and now that we're talking about that, what does the diversity look like? Because I was just going to ask you uh, what you were saying, that you, you might think that you have to be from South Asia mm. or born in South Asia in order to join, but uh, clearly that's not the case, mm. as you were saying. Uh, with, within our structure, yes, we would uh, like to have South Asian students to be in the board and mm. in the community of, uh, community of course. 
hours, mm-hmm. but in the events, like yeah. we would want to spread um, and celebrate together. Mm-hmm. I think South Asian festivals or whatever events that we are doing or we are planning to do are um, directed towards, you know, exploring our own culture. But like she she was talking about she might not know many things about india as well yeah i might not know many things about nepal as well but yeah we could just come together and explore yeah. uh, those things together and yeah. also introduce the similar things to other international community yeah community, yeah communities so that's yeah. our main goal yeah <laughs> and i think going forward we would like once we get more established once we have kind of um set the path right that this is what we expect in a South Asian association. Mm-hmm. Yeah. These are the kind of events we want to do because we just don't want to, you know, talk about culture. We also want to talk about uh, other things like climate or war or economic conditions mm-hmm. that are happening yeah. in South Asia. And I feel like the best way to let other people know that we are doing this is through our culture. The more yeah. they become interested in our culture, the more they will want to know about the region. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that is the best way to get people involved in other activities. So we're also starting educational events and mm-hmm. webinars soon. So hopefully that will yeah. be... Yeah. yeah, because it's an exchange. It's yeah, it's a, it's a country yeah, for, for South Asians to feel welcome here, exactly. but also for others to understand, exactly. Exactly. Well, like you said, what's going on in South Asia. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, And with the alumni desk here, I think it's really nice that we are able to get in touch with South Asian alumni who yeah. are doing some job in Sweden. Yeah. And it would be really nice to have them on board and just share about their experiences mm-hmm. and talk more about what it feels like to be South yeah. Asian student or alumni working in Sweden or yeah. other parts of Europe. So that would be a really nice conversational thing. So we are planning to host some of these events in the near future. Mm-hmm. So interesting. Well, now we've had a lot of teasers about events. <laughs> so I want to dig into that a little bit. So what kind of events are you organizing already? Which ones are you planning? Which ones have you done? How are they? Just give me a little bit more about the events. Uh, so regarding events, uh, like we talked about Holi, that was our first event yeah. that we conducted in late March last year, uh, this year, but it was a huge success. Yeah, we brag about it. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, and we started with that because we thought it would be a nice opportunity to introduce our association with some colors and mm-hmm. some fun. And and currently, uh, recently, we just organized a welcome event for the new South Asian students. Um, and it was nice to know many new students, new faces, and also addressing to your diversity query. This year, uh, we have many people from other countries because previously when we started this board, we were just representing Nepal and India. Yeah. But now we have uh, board and committee members representing Bangladesh and Pakistan. Mm. And so we have, at least we hope this year that we would reach out to other com- community as well. And yeah. let's see how we yeah. move ahead with diversity. <laughs> yeah, this year we had a lot of uh, applicants from Sri Lanka as well. Yeah. So yeah. you'll probably get someone. Yeah, from hope there we reach out. Too. If you're yeah. listening, join us. <laughs> we actually had people from Sri Lanka coming yeah. in for the South Asian Meet and Greet event. Yeah. And it was it was a very unexpected event because we could only manage to reach out to certain groups. Yeah. And we ended up having a lot of people coming in. Mm-hmm. That was really great. Even during the orientation week, we didn't particularly do any big events. We were like mm-hmm. part of the treasure hunt. Mm-hmm. We were part of the sports and games. But sports and games especially, we might not have had South Asians participating, but we had a lot of other international students. And we had this game called Dog and the Bone. 
and people went really crazy. They were <laughs> really into it. So yeah, that's yeah. The, that's the kind of events that we were planning to host. Like yeah. Mostly, we want to focus on our food because everybody seems to love it. Yeah, yeah, you know, more music, more, and you know, as more we go ahead, we want we would also like to have more cultural events, like introduce our traditional dances a little bit. You know, kind of give a chance to other people to try out our clothes and things like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah on a bigger scale. On a bigger <laughs> scale, <laughs> lovely. That's so, so interesting. Um, so for the, since we have quite a lot of new students who just recently come mm-hmm. to Lund, uh, how can they get involved if they hear this and they feel, oh, this is super excited. Like how, how do they, where do they start and how can they get involved? Is it coming to the events or is there other things that they Honestly, can do? Honestly, the starting point would be coming to mm-hmm. the events. But we always have a volunteering open. We are always looking for photographers. We are always looking for helpers. And we have a we have our social media. We have Instagram, Facebook. We even have LinkedIn if somebody wants to connect or somebody wants to speak to students in general about their experience. Because we know people, they are SI scholars who can speak about how they got the SI scholars mm-hmm. or you know about people who are working in environment. They can talk about climate change. So there are multiple ways to get involved, but obviously the starting is yeah. participate in the event and or you can volunteer. Yeah. 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 That's great. So right now we have we do not have membership as of now because we have kept it open for everybody. Yeah. So that the few years of us, you know, Utsav uh, being out there, we want it to be available to everybody mm-hmm. without the need of a proper membership. Yeah, but we will come yeah. up with that soon. Yeah, yeah. yeah. we're still thinking. Yeah. Like every day we think of new issues. Yeah. <laughs> it's a learning process. Yeah, it's a learning right. process so for us. What's well. been the the most interesting learning or the most uh, fun event or the like some memorable experience that you've had in the association so far? Right before this podcast, we were actually talking to Tim about our experiences, and it has been a loop. Yeah. Um, getting in touch with the collaboration aspect and completing the documentation process, conducting event or funding opportunities and prerequisites for the funding. So this all is going on a loop and we are still trying to comprehend mm-hmm. where we stand and how we need to go further on this. Uh, for example, we are still confused about whether or not we should open a bank account because the prerequisites does not match to what we are doing uh, right now or to what extent we can, uh, you know, <laughs> invest on a bank account. So, yeah, these are yeah, interesting. Kind of or, that... or even the fact that um, we have, so most of the nations over here are apolitical and we aim to be irreligious and apolitical mm-hmm. too. Mm-hmm. But when you talk about cultural events, especially in South Asia, where religion is such a big part of life, mm-hmm. it's very, there's a very thin line mm-hmm. between culture and religion so to explain people that this is not religiously motivated but culturally motivated that is a very interesting learning yeah oh for sure we never thought we would have to explain this in any platform because we are we grow with it and it comes to us very naturally (laughs) but when we have to explain other people on why certain festival is not religious but it comes from a religion myth somewhere. <laughs> but somehow these days we just celebrate it as a cultural event. Yeah. But it's really tough sometimes to make um, our collaborators understand about the, the thin line between mm. the religion mm. and culture. Um, but yeah, we hope uh, that 
we would be able to do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah that, because this is it, fascinating. Yeah. Just, uh, and how do you see that working between the different uh, nationalities and the group? And because you're from different parts of yeah. South Asia, do you run into any I situations think where this can... the most interesting experience yeah. because it's not just uh, that we are from different countries in South Asia. Even when we were, you know, just a few Indians and Nepali in the yeah. group, it was still, there was a regional difference. Yes, like, um, an age difference. Like, a lot of us, everybody has a very different background. Mm. Very, uh, like, somebody comes from a technical background, somebody comes from development, somebody comes from logistics. So it's a very varied background and age range and work experience. And the fact that they might come from very different regions and state-to-state -state language barriers are yeah. there, uh, cultural barriers are there, food barriers are there, yeah. music barriers are there. Uh, so, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and just the fact that even to explain people our vision, like I might understand the vision very differently from someone else in the board, mm. but to make sure that the core vision and mission and the values of the associations remain intact that has yes. been a continuous learning process yeah. we are still we have a constitution but it's like it's still at work because every day we learn something new mm -hmm. we discover something that should be included in the constitution you know an inclusive factor a sustainability factor yes. or everything yes. i mean it sounds like you can just scale this up to the whole university in a way like the way that all these these factors that you're talking about and you know the challenges it's something that we can see at a whole at a university level because this is exactly what you have to learn here as a student how do you collaborate over, across borders yes. across cultures across religions yeah. across, because we have students from all over the world yes. right and like you were saying you might have a very clear vision, but from somebody else's perspective, it's exactly. completely different. Yes. So you're like a micro uh, version of the whole universe. That feels nice, actually. Yeah. <laughs> we are good representatives. Yeah, exactly. And for those listening, wondering, what's this nation thing? We have had an episode where we have introduced uh, like overall student life. So if you haven't listened to that and you're wondering, what is a nation? Go listen to that and you'll get some explanations because we, as I said in the beginning, there are a lot of different types of student organizations and nations and unions and so on. So yeah. I just wanted to make that point in case somebody was was wondering about that. Um, all right, but I wanted to ask, since you have all this experience, you've also been at Lind for some time now, uh, what advice do you have for South Asian students in particular, since you are the South Asian Association, uh, coming to Lind University? How can they prepare? How can they get engaged? Uh, do you have any general thoughts? Um, yeah, I think uh, not just as a representative of UNSA, but in general, uh, I think it's it's okay to have some culture shock. It's it's very normal because we come from a very different um, social and cultural background, and it's okay to feel uh, that you don't belong. Uh, but then, I think there are like you just mentioned about nations. I think these are the great mediums with which students can make themselves feel um, at home, maybe or just acquainted with other nationalities and just, you know, uh, I remember one of the sessions that I had with Kalmar Nation in my first week in Lund, and it was about a safe space session mm -hmm. where we were in a circle and we shared about what has been happening within us this week because it was the first week in Lund. We were all having really overwhelming experiences and that was really common space to vent it out. Mm -hmm. uh, so there are these spaces. Mm -hmm. uh, so I would like 
to suggest everyone to just explore our event loans and other social media pages. I think that's the best way to start and get our content and make more friends. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think one of the main things that I would like to advise as a general advice is that be open to experiences mm -hmm. because many of us, uh, we might come from very, including myself, we might come from very rigid households, very rigid cultures where we aren't, you know, something might not be acceptable, but there are different kinds of people mm -hmm. out there. There are, there are, you know, different nationalities, beautiful cultures, beautiful people, beautiful identities. Mm -hmm. So I would suggest just be a little open-minded, yeah. hear somebody out before forming an opinion. Mm -hmm. And I think one of the things that Lun has really, really taught me is to just listen mm -hmm. because there's so many voices and, you know, and... When you listen, then you will know that your voice will also matter somewhere. Mm -hmm. You know, you will belong somewhere. And that's how you belong, because we have seen many people who still are so homesick, but there are also people who have found a home in Lund. Mm -hmm. And you can choose to be either or. Yeah. And it's about how you, how much of an open mind you come up, come yeah. with. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah, nice piece of wisdom right there. <laughs> <laughs> so do you see a way in the future? I know you're you're still kind of fighting your feet a little bit with mm -hmm. Utsav and you're still establishing, but do you see moving forward that you could also help students with a part of what we're talking about now, the, the integration and understanding, I mean, through your cultural events and yeah, other things? Yeah, of course. I, uh, in our last event, in our welcome event, we have had many new students who few of them were sharing with us their experiences and few of the things that were, they, were, they were confused about and they didn't know where to go. Mm -hmm. I think uh, we, uh, as an association, we also provide that platform to mm -hmm. the students with any confusion that you go through in the process. You could always reach out to us. We are here to help you out in any of the aspect that we can. So, yeah, I think... Um, yeah, we can we can obviously help out mm -hmm. to the students. And I think that. one of the main uh, ideas behind even hosting academic or yeah. educational events yeah. is to kind of connect not just South Asians, mm -hmm. but even people who are interested in South Asia as a region, you know, connect them to, you know, for exchange opportunities or yeah. um, volunteering opportunities, mm -hmm. job opportunities. Uh, if somebody is especially in development sector, there's a lot that is happening with NGOs, um, around South Asia. So we have that platform. Mm. Anybody can reach out. We or we want to increase our database and hopefully in the future we can we can be the contact. Yeah. <laughs> contact. For South Asian students, yes. Or anybody. I think this is uh, such a good introduction and understanding more what you're working with. Is there anything else that you would like to add that we haven't talked about? Maybe yeah just get connected to the, to us with mm -hmm. our social media and we are we will be having an educational event and one of the cultural event because we have a major festival coming up mm -hmm. uh, which is Dasai or Dashera we call it uh, language depends on where we come from <laughs> so yeah but we will be having these events coming up we will update on our social media so get the info on that. <laughs> yes. And we would also kind of like to highlight that although we are a South Asian association, we are very, very open to hosting, you know, international local students who are not from South Asia. Mm. We would love to hear your ideas from them. We always want to do something creative with our events. We do not just want to stick to, you know, the usual parties and potlucks. We want to do something creative. 
So, and we also have a blog. Mm -hmm. So if anybody wants to write an interesting blog, yeah. a recipe, because I know I met a lot of people in Sweden who are into chicken tikka masala. <laughs> and everybody has a different way of making it. So, you know, we have yeah, yeah. a platform and we really welcome if people want to write, people want to yeah. suggest ideas, always. And, and also many students have gone to South Asian countries for their exchange program or their internship uh, from graduate school mm -hmm. and from other faculties as well. So it would be really lovely to hear their experiences as well. So if you have those kind of experiences or any interesting incidents that you could share, you, you can also reach out to us on our social media and we can arrange what we can do. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's great that you have so many channels that people yeah. can connect with you and we will certainly include links as well to, to make sure that people can find you. And you. on the Lund University website, we also have a page with all the student organizations and associations and so on. So we will make sure that uh, people can find you through that as well. Thank you so much. Uh, thank you so much. It's been a lovely chat and to learn a little bit more about you and I uh, hope to join some of your events. Oh. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Lund University International Podcast. If you're interested in learning more about Lund University, you can go to our website, lunduniversity.lu.se you can also follow us on social media on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, and you can chat with current students on Unibuddy. Don't forget to subscribe. We look forward to bringing you a new episode very soon. <laughs>